0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Skeptics and Seekers. I'm your host David Russell, along with my co-host David Johnson. What's up, David? Hey. How you doing, man?
1: Uh, I got you. You're, you're I all dressed it.
0: up. <laughs> you're <laughs> all dressed up today, man. Hey, it, trust me. You it's still haven't personalized the eye patch.
1: It's it's only on the top. Okay, this is this is what I call a vertical mullet. Uh, it's business <laughs> on the top and party on the bottom. Party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really just um, sitting there in your underwear. Yeah, I see. I, I understand. It, oh, it's underwear. Whatever
1: you're comfortable with.
0: Yeah. It's whatever you, you you're bet. comfortable with. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be, be PG over here. Dude, but, but what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is, model, though, is that friend. you got this nice outfit on, but you still haven't personalized the patch. Well I'm it's just it's, send, it's I'm this, is, just this is this is the business
1: people. patch. I'm going to have uh, to
0: just send you one, man.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So today, guys, we've got a awesome little debate going on uh, with uh, Teddy Pappas and Titus K. Hey, Titus. How hey, you been, man?
2: Pretty good. Titus,
0: my, Titus is my old co-host.
2: That's right. He, he doesn't look that guys are apostatized back in the day.
0: Yeah, he abandoned me. <laughs> and I'm having abandonment issues.
2: <laughs> Looked <looks hard> for <laughs> <in> your pastures.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, um... Uh, yeah, Titus. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and and stuff like that, and introduce yourself. And you've been on the show before once before. So,
2: yeah, we talked. Me and me and Mister Johnson talked about mission work. Uh, and since then, I've I've been to India. We came back. We're probably not going this year because of COVID. Um, but my wife and I do mission work in India right now. We have uh, twins who are four months old and a one year old. So that's about all we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear you i've been there uh I was, I, just teddy. so you know
1: i've been i've been so looking forward to having a follow-up conversation uh with you this is not that conversation but um <laughs> ho- hopefully we will get you uh on later this season and we can follow up with the mission um stuff because i've been uh, wanting to talk to you uh, about that some more
0: yeah i think they're gonna have to relax after this and heal up after this beating they're gonna give each other here uh teddy if you don't know Teddy guys, Teddy's been here several times. You haven't been watching if you know, you have you don't know who Teddy is. So, Teddy, say welcome.
3: Hello everybody and welcome <laughs> to Skeptics and Seekers.
1: I mean, All she right actually on. looks normal insane. Uh so this, David- is, this is not the this is not <laughs> the image of conjure when you read her posts. <laughs> it can be deceiving. <laughs> hey uh David, so why don't you do us
0: a favor and tell us what we're going to talk about?
1: Uh, you guys are going to talk about uh, politics round two. Here's the deal: um, what the what the heck uh, are Christians doing involved with politics? So a couple of weeks ago, you and I had a somewhat high level conversation about uh, politics and uh, uh, and um, theology, and um, I found uh, I, I talked about uh, the subject from. The perspective of when I was a Christian. So uh, don't think that this is just some new idea that I sprung up just to embarrass Christians as, as an atheist. These, these are the sorts of things that I said from the pulpit uh, as a Christian. I found uh, politics and uh, religion to be uh, broadly incompatible for any number of reasons. So we, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, along the way, uh, I got an email uh, from some dude, some dude. Uh, right over there. Uh, and he says, you know, I, I listen to the show and it turns out I agree with you. I get so few emails with anybody agreeing with me. <laughs> i said hey why don't you go on the show happen to be a christian um so that's that was weird and he said hey you know i would love to debate this issue uh with another christian if you could find one hey i could find one (laughs) she's she's always hanging around uh got a show got a show for me got a show uh there she is uh uh teddy she's there and um Titus, he actually felt uh, like he might want to amp it up a little bit and uh, talk about Trump support as well. Trump support. Hey, uh, it's almost as if uh, we don't have to do much work for this show, David. We just tee it up and let it go. Um, And so after a brief um, opening statement, I'm going to do just that. (laughs) All right, go for it, buddy. Okay, so it's this. Uh, It would be truly absurd to attempt to do this or any other show uh, without acknowledging the events excuse me of this day Uh, we have a new president-elect uh joe biden and this would normally not be something that i would care about Uh, i i am hardly aware of politics these days except uh for the fact that i have to i uh, have to follow it for work uh, and so forth i haven't cared i didn't care uh, the last time i haven't cared for a while but today uh i care i feel like i have to care i feel like everyone has to care and while i think i could talk for a long time very emotionally about some of the things going on and how i feel uh about what's going on i just want to point to the celebrations going outside, uh, outside my window, out in New York, out in Philadelphia, out in Washington D.C., out uh, all over the country. It's almost like the whole country won a Super Bowl. I've been a, a political watcher, sometimes a close watcher, but uh, uh, mostly from a distance lately. Uh, but I've never seen anything like this, and it's it's a feeling of relief, like a sigh of relief from the country. Um, like something very palpable uh, has lifted. And I know that things are not going to automatically change, but right now there's a moment of not just, oh, glad, glad our guy won. It's, it's something very historic. The feeling uh, I think that is going on in the country right now. And I can say uh, as a black man living in America for the, for the last four years, uh, when the announcement was finally made, there was a, a sigh of relief and a burst of emotion that uh, I didn't realize was pent up, and I knew uh, I had a lot pent up. Uh, it is it is very hard to express uh, the feeling uh, that people like myself have today. Uh, and so I just want to acknowledge that, and there may be other opportunities to talk about that, Uh, If I'm invited on other shows, I might go on uh, and talk about it there. I don't want to spend a lot of a lot of time there. But I do want to take a moment just to acknowledge uh, that there is at least half of America right now who can't possibly understand what I'm talking about. Um, And that divide is what we're looking at for the next few years. So we've we've lived with. We've lived with a a certain kind of divide for the last four. And now we're going to live with the results of that divide for a long time to come. Biden has his work cut out. But I must, uh, even as I celebrate, acknowledge and mourn the fact that half of this country uh, believes that the democratic process has ended, that an election has been stolen, and that all of the people who hated me yesterday, do so even more today. This is going to be a tough climb for everyone. Skeptics and Seekers is not unaware of this, but we are not going to live there mostly for this show. So hopefully you'll be able to turn here, have a little bit of escape every now and then. But from time to time, uh, I'm afraid it's going to come to the surface every now and then. And this show, I imagine a little bit of it is going to come to the surface and I have no intention uh, to censor or moderate any of the discussion on not only on this show but on the uh, on the site uh, for the coming days and weeks uh, and so let it fly uh, don't make moderators moderate and uh, we will give everyone the space that they need uh, to express what's going on and i hope that as we are expressing ourselves we'll take at least a moment to listen to the other side because we have never lived in more polarizing times and if you think that this is the end of the polarizing times you are a fool so uh, let us not be fools uh that said let's have a uh, a vigorous and entertaining discussion shall we <laughs>
0: All right, so I, we didn't plan this. Uh, who goes first, or whatever? So, anybody got any suggestions? Who wants to go first?
2: Well, I'll, I'll jump in here. Thank you, David Johnson, for for sharing that. Um, <laughs> I I don't usually actually get nervous on these debates and, and podcasts anymore because I do them a lot. But after that intro, I'm <laughs> I am feeling a little nervous just because this has been. A super weird year, and a super divisive year, and just last night, I was hanging out with some people, and (laughs) trying to explain to them why telling racist jokes is wrong, like literally, over dinner, that's what I was trying to do, and like I, (laughs) my hand was shaking as I was doing it, it felt so insane to have to be doing that, and um what 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 you felt when when the results came out uh, i mean that that's real like those those emotions are real and the emotions of the people who, who believe sincerely believe that the election was stolen are real and and we genuinely need to to care about each other like if if we cannot humanize each other in this in this season like we are done for and so I, I really want to try to do that tonight. I I believe very very strongly that the the Christian, especially the white Christian, support for for Donald Trump has done more to damage and sully the reputation of Jesus than almost anything in the last couple hundred of years. And I'm I'm very excited to be able to get into the foundations of of. Why I believe that? Um, because we can argue about Trump, and honestly, we don't have a a common sense of shared reality anymore. There's not a common sense of shared facts. Um, everything has has been has been blown up to the point where we cannot agree what is true anymore. So, so we can talk about Trump, and I we can try to argue about whether he's been good or bad for the country. But honestly, like. <laughs> When we don't even believe what basic facts are anymore, it's really hard to even do that. So I want to I want to pull back from that and and from a Christian perspective, get to the foundations of why I think it is wrong for Christians to support him, which really does come down to my convictions uh, surrounding Christian nonviolence. Um, so that's where I, I want to camp out a lot, and I know Teddy wants to wants to talk about that too, um, because if it's, it's kind of like if you, you have a different starting point, you're going to end up at very different places if you continue to follow that ideological train of thought. Um, so rather than, than arguing about the, the very divergent places we've ended up, I'd rather get back to that, that where we parted ways at the beginning and, and debate that issue because I think that's really core to this discussion.
1: Teddy.
3: Well, David, I would just say with regards to the election results, I don't know that the chickens have hatched yet. There are um, constitutional issues that are going to be litigated and um, that violate the United States Constitution. And so... It it is not done. The the press, they say a lot of things. They cover up a lot of things. Uh, I would just um, suggest, because there's nothing worse, at least that's how I feel, in terms of dashed hopes. And uh, I don't like being disappointed. And I don't think most people enjoy being disappointed. So um, I think that people should realize that there are, are legal issues that have to be um, dealt with because a number of states within the, the 90 days prior to the election unconstitutionally seized power from the legislative branch in the states and they were cha- making changes to the election laws and the, the state legislatures have the authority to to govern what the laws are. And so there are some real constitutional issues that are gonna be litigated and, you know, lest we forget the whole Bush v. Gore situation. So I would just, uh, it, you know, the, what the press is trying to do, it's a strategy. And that is they think that if they can uh, make everyone, you uh, Sort of think that Biden has won that that's going to put pressure on the United States Supreme Court to not uh, sort of reverse what everybody's expectations are. So I, this is just a cheap ploy by the press because they know very well uh, that the Trump team has filed lawsuits and they know very well why and there's a legitimate basis for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's very premature to be counting those chickens uh because they have not hatched yet not not by a long shot um in terms of uh president trump i uh he has surprised me and i i've been pleasantly surprised by him um you know he was a democrat most of his adult life so and all the democrats loved him and were kissing his ring back when he was a Democrat, um, but then as soon as he became a Republican and quite frankly, I think he became a Republican largely because, you know, he he just didn't want to, well, Hillary was running and so he knew he wasn't going to get the nomination. So I think that that was a strategic thing. Um, and so I was very leery. I was not a Trump supporter during the primary. I was a Ted Cruz supporter. Um, and I, I felt like, you know, Trump, I I really had no idea what he was going to do in office and his being a Democrat all those years certainly did not give me reason to think that he would behave, um, as a conservative at least most of the time and he has and um he has been as much as i love just everything about ronald reagan and um and ronald reagan was uh prior to trump i I think our staunchest pro-life president but trump has has been even more so and uh and kudos to him especially that given that he used to um, be pro-choice. So uh, good on him. And uh, and I recently heard that uh, Ivanka Trump is is pro-life. And so that came as a surprise. I, I don't know if she had been before. But, you know, we'll take it whichever way we can get. Um, because if you really think about it, you know, we think about the Civil War and what that was fought over. And... And to me, that was a a war that needed to be fought, uh, just like with World War II. And when you think about what's going on with so many unborn babies being killed in the womb, why is that not something? I mean, and I'm not trying to stoke war or anything like that. I mean, we want to do it through um, through laws and the judicial process. But how, how is that different? It, it, I'll tell you how it's different. It's different be- because out of sight is out of mind. And we don't see little babies in the womb we just hear about choice and we see the woman and we see them struggling or if it's a teenager and, and we don't think, well, you know, it's a nine month process. They can give a child up for adoption. Um, And so it's not at the front of our minds when we, Think of unborn babies. It's it's more in the abstract a lot of times because we're not seeing dead fetuses strewn all over the place. Whereas in the antebellum South, the the Christians who were leading the uh, the movement to abolish slavery, they could see all of the people enslaved, and so it was real.
1: So can I can I just ask you a very quick follow up uh, mm-hmm. question, Teddy? Uh, just on your first set of comments there, you um, mentioned disappointment and uh, alluded to constitutional crisis, um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder which you think would be the bigger crisis uh, to. Uh, follow through with the election results and have uh, president Joe Biden uh, take over or to, at this point, somehow through the courts, reverse the results and name Trump as the winner, which do you think would create a bigger challenge for democracy?
3: You know what? To me, what needs to happen is we need to find out what the real results are cuz well, that's, that's
1: not the question people. right now and I'm, I'm not I'm actually not interested in opinions about the real results I, mean, I, I, I just I just I, want to know which you think would be the bigger crisis for the nation Oh I
3: don't care I'm not afraid of uh, of fighting right, for so stuff Right so
1: just answer the question please which do you think so would be the bigger crisis
3: If if it's overturned yes or yeah. or if it well, in, if it, in if that, it
1: stands I'm, or if it's or if if somehow the courts say Trump wins or if things stand and Biden wins, I think you understand the question, which would be depends, the bigger crisis?
3: But it depends on what is real. So if Trump didn't win, I don't want the courts to say he won if he didn't. I don't want Biden to win if he didn't. I just want what the honest results are so whatever those results do you are Do you
1: honestly think there is a path to something that you think of as America if the results are overturned and Trump wins do you think that path is right. easier than yes. uh, you think that's an easier path? I think
3: okay. I think Biden and Kamala Harris I mean things things I'm just I'm prepared.
1: just getting your take because not every Republican who thinks that the election was stolen uh, somehow thinks that we should go back and negate all of the votes and name trump president so there there's a you can think one thing okay. and still the other for for the sake of the democracy and so I'm, i was just kind of wondering where you were you yeah. you would rather burn the whole thing down if yeah. if necessary
3: Oh, no, I think burning the whole thing down is when you've let a false result go by. Right, but and even I,
1: even if it was, re- let's say you're, the result is that Trump really won mm-hmm. all of the ge- legitimate votes. Even yep. if that were to burn down democracy, as we know it, you would rather see that happen.
3: It's not going to burn down. Da- I, I, I don't accept the, the whole premise that that's
0: what's going to happen. So you denying your premise, David. But David, David, like. Sure. She's denying your pre- premise. I, I think. I think. Well, we beat that, she didn't. That she
1: didn't really answer the question because I didn't yeah, want to. I didn't want to take she, it. Me, there. The I, question I, was which you think was the was the would, the better path for democracy. I,
0: I, in other words, <laughs> I, I think what she's saying is there is no path. She's not going to comment on it because it's not a real actually, a
1: hypothetical in her mind. So
0: well, I, uh, but here's the thing. I, I want to kind of
1: ship She doesn't need body. to be saved. I just, I, 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 I <laughs> no, think, no, that, I think the audience I deserves an answer to a, a fairly <laughs> straightforward question. So the
3: answer is, is I believe that you do what is right. And then everything else, you know, I, I'm not somebody that gives up and I'll fight for what I think is right. And I think that if, uh, if biden and harris are in control america already is we know it is so uh, things are cuckoo they have been cuckoo for for you know quite frankly for several years for well less than a decade but um We we are through the looking glass. There's just so much bizarre stuff where I I don't even recognize the country in many ways. Um, The whole thing with impeachment, that was just the most ridiculous thing. And then, you know, you got Mueller looking like a moron, can't answer a single damn question. I don't know. I don't. He didn't know. All right. (laughs) <laughs> about the case and and we had a president can was,
1: I, he, I thank you for your answer I, I feel i feel like you can have answered the here? question as close as you're going to answer it so can i you.
0: interject here. <laughs> i i do want to focus on the actual topic guys uh because i think we got to talk about this uh idea that titus proposes which is you know should christians Stay out of politics, and David alluded to the same thing. And I think that's where we should go. I I I, I agree. I think that's I think that's where we should
1: start before we get to Trump. I I do Mm -hmm. think that it would be a cheat to not talk about Trump, but I think that we have to begin uh, with the beginning. And so I see two parts to this conversation. The first part being just the, the the critical part of should Christians even be involved with this process. Uh, at all, if you'll allow me to throw one more grenade, at least in the in the right direction of the conversation, um, it it would be this uh, Romans thirteen. Uh, I don't I don't have it open right now, uh, and I don't give a damn about its exact words. Uh, so Christians, open your Bibles and read it for once in your lives. Um, this this chapter this this passage it opens with the most pro-government language of any manifesto I've ever read um, and some of the language seems to read pretty clearly some of it you might can say well I'm, I'm not sure what they meant by that but there's an aspect of just the first verse I lost you there uh, Russell um, where I'm uh, here. where the passage says, uh, essentially, uh, the, the authorities, uh, that are there are, are there because God put them there. <laughs> and so I, I hear a lot of Christians. I heard a lot of Christians when Trump uh, was in office talking about how God put him there and how God was going to keep him there. So I, I wonder how this now plays, uh, now that, uh, it looks like, uh,
2: that's God only if Republican mind. Wins. that's only if a Republican wins, David. And it's only if they're declaring an autonomous zone in a liberal city. It's not if America wants independence from uh, the UK or if a Democrat wins. At that point, we shred Romans 13.
1: Okay. Just just checking. Uh seriously, I I don't I I'd love to start the conversation there. I'd love to I've been wanting to get your response from that teddy ever since I brought it up uh, on the last show ever since I brought it up on the board and you you wouldn't come anywhere near uh, answering it and now you're on this show uh, the whole thing is about Christian involvement in politics and God seems to endorse um, political powers that be uh, if you if you believe Paul uh, depending on how you interpret him can you can you tell me a little bit about how Romans 13 applies?
0: Well, it,
3: it God has said that governments are here to basically be His agent to administer justice and to administer His wrath against evildoers. And
1: Could, instead, does someone have the passage in front of them? Uh, um, I, verse one. Just read verse one. I don't well, care what translation.
3: I think, I think you're probably wanting the whole bear of the sword stuff. No, I just read verse one. Okay, well, hold on. I'm
2: looking. I'm in. not going
1: to do it. I'm done reading. All right,
2: I've uh, got Romans one. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. That's
1: that's that's all I'm interested in. That that bit right there, the part that seems to be fairly clear. Uh, <laughs> did God establish this authority or not?
3: Well, it. The situation is is that that's what government is for to be an agent but you know with- are, are you saying that God established all
1: government generically because it seems like there this is being more specific
3: because government is is controlled by the people and people have free will so God is not uh, in a, in a strict sense controlling the government it's just that that is um a method by which God is using agents to... So in what
1: way does he establish it?
3: Well, I mean, he's just saying, you know, people are going to probably have governments. No, West-
1: actually, he said that God established it. So I'm just asking, what way does God establish
3: right. it? I mean, you know, you can have anarchists.
1: Maybe if you would just open the, the Bible. It's Romans 13, it's the first verse. Any translation well, you like.
3: I don't have it in front of me, but I've got... Well, the-
1: internet, Bible <laughs> gateway, you can do it. I listen to
3: what you said, but listen. And w- okay. w- what I'm saying is, is that there is also a passage, um, Exodus one. Well, I, I ask about
1: Romans thirteen in particular, Russell. Do you have anything on Romans thirteen? Uh, I just, I, I don't have it up right now, but um, okay. But you know what it says. Well, uh, I,
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm agreeing with you that God set the government to act as his agent. So, I'm not disputing you, but there are also passages in the Bible that deal with if the governmental authorities do things that are not in line with God's will, how we can then disobey So, the Teddy,
2: was the, was the Roman government, in the time that Paul wrote it, doing anything that was against God's will?
3: Well, of course they were. They why, were was
2: Paul, why was Paul telling the Christians to obey it in that case?
3: I don't know. I mean, I guess he was trying at this point to well, not... Was the, was
2: the Roman government in the time of Paul more or less unjust than the British government over the American colonies?
3: I would say so.
2: You would say it was more unjust?
3: Yes, I would say... Yeah. That so, was, I,
2: I'm assuming in that case that you think it was wrong for the Americans to rebel? If, if Paul told the Christians in Romans to submit to a more unjust government than the British Empire, then I assume you would agree that it was wrong for the American colonists to rebel.
3: There weren't enough Christians to pose a threat in terms, obviously, given that... So if they, if
2: they had the political might, then no, Paul would have been like, take it to them, take look, up your source.
3: Look, it, there, <laughs> there, were a budding, there were a budding group, the Christians. If they all end up getting slaughtered, then where's Christianity going to go? Do so you
2: sincerely think that if they would have had the military power, Paul would have been like leading a revolution?
3: Maybe, maybe, you know, so, but all I know is that at this point, they were just, uh, they were just starting. And so if they were to, to try to, um and, and, and on top of that, it was illegal for, for example, for the Jews Uh, and and the people in the provinces to to have arms, so you know, so much for the gun-free zones, right, or the sword-free zones, see what happens when people don't have the right to bear arms, the whole point for the right to bear arms is so that when the government becomes oppressive, that you can fight and that you can revolt, And um, and there there were not enough of them that, for example, you know, if there had been enough, maybe they would have. But the other reason why they might not have is because they were also trying to convey a message in terms of what Christianity was all about. And
0: so can I jump in real quick? (laughs) Do you guys have an opening statement, or did you guys prepare any opening statements, or did you just want to conversate?
2: So I'd like to I'd like to get into nonviolence. Um, yeah, but did you, did you prepare an opening statement? I don't have, I, I just don't wanna, have an opening statement. Okay. I can talk off of a few notes that I have written down. Mm, okay. um, because I, I don't want the conversation to get, like, way way afield. Sure. Um, I, I, I did have a question
0: for you, Titus, on this is, you know, why would Paul write, Something like obey your government, but then he's actively actively uh, doing things and getting arrested. So yeah, you, what was you, what would be what would you be your answer to that kind of contradiction? You, you were, obey the government
2: saying? unless you obey the government unless it conflicts with God's law. Um, taxation without rep, representation does not conflict with God's law. In fact, the the Christians that Paul wrote to had exactly that happening to them. Um, so, but but the reason I want to take it to nonviolence is like well, like i said earlier like we can we can go around and around on trump we can go around and around on on all the, on all this stuff that we've we've been talking about tonight but i i really think there is something core to nonviolence like i mean we're just talking about um, whether it was right for the american colonists to rebel or not well if it's always wrong to take someone's life obviously that's wrong um, and and like the primary reason why i didn't vote um, in this in this election is because i'm voting for the commander-in-chief of the largest organization in the history of mankind whose sole purpose is to disobey jesus command to love your enemy like the the united states army it kills their enemy they, they do not love their enemy the commander-in-chief is is their leader so that's why i don't vote all all legislation including legislation from the left like if if Bernie would become president, um, I, I think that it is a moral thing to care for the poor. However, what, what Bernie would do is use the threat of violence to force people to care for the poor. So the legislation from the left, the legislation on the right that would use the threat of violence to prohibit abortion, all of that legislation is is coercive. It is um and forced through the threat of violence so if a Christian is is allowed to use the sword if you can somehow love your enemy and kill them simultaneously then yeah sure you can I think Christians should be involved in the political process I still don't think Christians should support Trump I think people like conservatives like David French have made a really good case against that however um, if if jesus actually meant what he said in the sermon on the mount about loving your enemy about resisting not an evil person then that precludes christian involvement in in any um, political structure that is enforced through the threat of violence so i'm um, just a few, a few uh, just kind of to give a overall picture here so when when humans were created uh we were created to rule on god's behalf like god was the king and he, did, he created his images, humans, to rule on his behalf. Like oftentimes in evangelicalism, there's a, a lot of stress put on a relationship with God, which is important. But primarily our relationship with God is a, a covenant, um, and it's a vocational covenant. Our vocation is to rule and reign on his behalf. Now, when, when sin entered the world, God's rule was interrupted. Um, but when, when Jesus stepped onto the scene, like the, the first words out of his mouth when he, uh, when he began his ministry was the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Like he's bringing a real nation. And this, this idea of kingdom, I think, kind of gets lost on us because we spiritualize it. But in, in that time, it would have been like the equivalent of a nation. Like Jesus came announcing that the nation of God was coming back to earth. In fact, he talked more about the nation of God than any other topic. So, I I think Christianity is very political. I I think it has everything to do with a real nation-state called the Kingdom of God, but this nation-state, unlike every other nation, including Israel in the Old Covenant, uh, does not coerce its moral ideal. So there's there's quite a few moral ideals that Jesus lays down including caring for the poor things that Bernie would stand for including not or loving your neighbor which includes not killing babies in the womb which you could say Trump stands for if you want I guess um but but the the fact is we do not use the threat of violence to coerce our our moral ideal um and and so like my my primary concern here, and my primary concern with this conversation, and I'll shut up here before too long, um, but I, I want to see everyone become citizens of this nation, including David Johnson, after we can get you to believe in God. Um, and, and I think that like the the blots and the blemishes on the reputation of Jesus and the glory of Jesus throughout history that have come as a result of the church taking up the sword with the Constantinian Revolution— um, where he basically took over the church, such as like the Crusades, uh, the fact that most of Nazi Germany was Lutheran, American Christians killing each other in the Civil War, Catholics dropping a nuclear bomb on a Catholic city. like all of these blots and blemishes would not be there if we would have never taken up the sword. Um, so we we can get into, like I, I would like to focus mostly on like the the actual teachings of Jesus here. So when, he said, "Do not resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also." When he said, "Love your enemies," like I, I guess, if throwing throwing this the ball into your court now, I would like to know how it's possible to love your enemy and kill them simultaneously.
3: Easy, if if your enemy is trying to do evil, then you can be someone who's trying to do good now. I, I am not somebody who is advocating violence, um, unless it is an absolute last resort, and if it's basically to protect life, the sanctity of life. And I, I think that um, pacifists have sort of a a Pollyanna view of God, and. You know, God has many facets, but, you know, in the beginning, in Genesis, uh, what is it, Genesis 9, uh, 5, it says, Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. That is God's basically Insti- not basically, I mean, that is God putting, uh, commanding us to have a death penalty for murderers. That's as clear as clear can Yeah, be. I agree. I and, agree. Okay, and one cannot say that, because that, you, you agree, but there might it be. Come, yes. So, you know, that does not, this is pre-Abraham, pre-Moses. This is not Mosaic law where, you know, we could have the whole New Testament, Old Testament, what's what's in force debate too but um so got in the reason i
2: want to i want to get to that but sorry to interrupt you but could you come back to my question you said it's easy to explain how you can love your enemy and kill them simultaneously um but then you, you didn't actually explain that so can you explain that
3: so let's say let's say if a mother uh ted kaczynski the unabomber uh back when he was you know, bombing all those places and stuff like that, wasn't it his mom, I think, that ended up turning him in? Um, but, and even if I'm wrong, if I'm misremembering, I, I could see, like, if I was Ted Kaczynski's mother, it's like, this is my child, I love him, but I'm not going to let my son kill people, kill innocent people. And I, you know... And I would hope that I would have the courage to do that if I didn't think that the authorities could somehow stop. them, let's say if there was something to where the authorities wouldn't have been able to interfere fast enough, I could see myself killing, you know, my own son if if he was going to do something like that. So I would still love the person, but I would not let them go and hurt others and yes. so that's how you can love someone but still kill them. If, if they are going to do evil, then uh, you have to stop it and we cannot let our own biases our personal biases um, blind us to the truth. One of the, my pet peeves has always been, um, you know, there, there are different things that are good. For example, loyalty, that's a, a virtue but there are also other virtues. And so I've had friends sometimes that do things that I don't really think is right. And you know, so let's say I'm talking to somebody else or whatever. It's like, I'm not going to stick up for my friend who's done something wrong. It's like, I may still keep them as a friend, but I'm not going to say that something that's wrong is right. And so, but a lot of people will, it's like, oh, you know, so it's like if they were, you know, friends with Hitler, uh, oh, well, we got to just kind of go along with it because it's my buddy here. Whereas if it wasn't your buddy, but that's that's terrible. Can, that's can I terrible.
1: interject here just a, a moment before we start buddying up with Hitler? Um, I wanted to uh, just come alongside um, uh, Titus uh, here and uh, just talk about uh, something that he started with, and I don't want to get too lost in the discussion, uh, which is his view of the kingdom of heaven as as a real thing, as a kingdom. Yeah. So part of when I was a Christian, I thought in these terms uh, to Titus. Now, I was not a pacifist. That said, I cannot say that I was fully consistent in that. But I, I would argue that the Bible is not fully consistent uh in that either. So um I can forgive myself for uh being somewhat hawkish in in that regard. After all, God commanded many armies, uh, and um you know, the mark of a good king was the number of enemies you killed. So that said, um one can one can be forgiven for uh, maybe having a different opinion on that but i I did definitely agree uh with you uh about the kingdom of god and this this is part of what led to this disconnect uh with the whole political uh involvement for me um the kingdom of heaven this was this was jesus major excuse me jesus major teaching it do we believe it or not uh is it a going concern or is it? only a concern for the future. You see, I thought of uh, myself as a current member of the kingdom of heaven, um, and that the kingdom of heaven was an actual real thing. And I saw that the governance of the kingdom of heaven done through uh, the the invisible church, if you will, the church, uh, both invisible and the church visible, as we had um, local churches with uh, governance of elders and deacons uh, and uh, leaders, uh, as as described uh, by Paul, and so that was that was a physical manifestation of uh, governance in the kingdom, if you will. Uh, and the kingdom was everywhere; it was in every country, in every nation of uh, the world, and it didn't matter if the Church was in China, in that that church was somewhat invisible because China outlawed uh, Christianity or, or, you know, house churches or or what have you, because they were still a part of that governance of the kingdom of God. They were, once they became Christians, uh, not so much Chinese, they were Christians. They were uh, David, my brother.
2: If we could get you to believe in God, you would be an amazing Christian. You're sounding more like a Christian than most Christians I know. <laughs>
1: well, like, I appreciate that. I think, uh, but, but this is this is really how I believe. This is how I taught. This is how I uh, preached. We we you know you and I, uh, Titus, would have been uh, members of the same uh, nation of the same. State and whatever laws or taxes we had to pay, you know that I have to pay in here in New Jersey or that you have to pay where the hell you are um you know that that's that's an external and inconsequential thing, and it had nothing to do with our national our true national allegiance and it always felt very strange to be a part of that national allegiance and also declaring national allegiance to some external uh government uh so i that's that's just where i was i wanted to come alongside you and talk about that and i do uh after you all uh talk about killing each other some more i want to talk about uh voting the act of voting in particular um and i think that we will start to transition into some of the the current events but i i don't want to completely interrupt the conversation that the two of you are having i just wanted to come alongside and say, uh, I recognize uh, the vision that you describe, and I, I would have been uh, championing that as well.
2: could I I, I want to let you respond, Teddy, but I, I want to jump in here with just to piggyback off that a little bit. Um, one thing that is also lost on us is that the terminology that the first Christians used was a hundred percent political. Um, the, the, the Jesus is Lord was undermining the common phrase, Caesar is Lord. When you say Jesus is Lord, you're uh, inherently saying that Caesar is not. Um, Savior of the world was used to describe the Caesar. Son of God was used to describe Caesar. The good news was what an emissary would take to a village, um, proclaiming that the peace and justice of the Roman Empire was 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 taking new ground i mean all of the terminology that the first christians used was political terminology to describe the nation of god and we it's lost on us cuz we've spiritualized the kingdom of god and we've we've turned it into this like religion about how to get to heaven when you die which is not what the, what it was about in the first century one of the
3: things that um I think we're overlooking is that Jesus said that His kingdom is not of this world, and this was when He was incarnate. And so, uh, here, earth, here on earth, this is not, um, you know, the kingdom. So that's more of a spiritual battle, if you will. But you know, we have to deal with that's not with, how the
2: first-century Christians would have heard it. If you, yeah. the scholarship is very clear on the fact that. The, the terminology used by the first Christians was the exact same terminology used to describe earthly political systems.
1: Right, well, and I, would, I would also add that a spiritual kingdom does not keep it from being on on this planet, instantiated on this planet. So, absolutely.
2: Er, the earthly kingdoms, sorry to interrupt you, the earthly kingdoms uh, were also r- spiritual kingdoms. I mean, Michael right. Heiser has a lot of work about how, th- you know, the this sons of god were which is a, a term it's elohim which is used to describe spiritual beings were assigned the kingdoms of this world every kingdom is spiritual there's principalities at work in every kingdom
3: right but, but jesus was distinguishing this world from his kingdom so it, clearly by how he described it
2: those are two so you didn't finish you didn't finish his, Antitus, Titus, didn't finish Titus, his Antitus, Titus. hang on Titus. hang on david oh. If Don't you finish no 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 I gotta say something here. If you finish the quote, Teddy, mm-hmm. it says, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were my servants would be fighting. So yeah. like the, what Jesus is saying is his kingdom does not operate the way earthly kingdoms operate. Like you're really shooting that's yourself not, in the foot by quoting that.
0: That's, not, that's either, not, that, not, either that, either that, mm-hmm. either that or you're wrong and, and you should be fighting for that kingdom. I do fight using <laughs> nonviolent methods. <laughs> no, nah, man. He, he, he didn't that's say nonviolent. <laughs> that doesn't
3: exclude. He's saying because his what what Jesus was saying there is his disciples were not fighting. Um, Are you his because, disciple? Am I his disciple?
2: Do you have different marching orders than his disciples had? Well, he told them. You know, and you know you can read different interpretations, but he
3: told them to get a sword.
2: Do you, what do you think he told them to get the sword for? Well, what I, is the purpose? I have,
3: some, I have some different ideas in terms well, of... Well,
2: let's what, hear your ideas. What's your theory?
3: So I I think that the reason why he told them to get the sword... I mean, uh, one possibility is that he knew that after he uh, was was crucified, that they would probably be, you know coming after them and that they're not going to have him to defend them, but I think the biggest thing is when you look at afterwards where it talks, and it depends on which Bible you're reading, and this goes back to our discussion on slavery where, you know, interpretations, you got to go back to the original Hebrew, so some Bibles will say because Jesus needed to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah. Where he was to be found among yes. the transgressors, okay, yep. but in other bibles, um it, it there's another version where uh it's not transgressor but uh, rebels uh, so I think I don't remember if the word was rebel, but it was something that was meaning that or let's yeah. just say rebels, okay um so if i so I can give you answers to both if it's that he needed to be found among the transgressors what did that mean were they transgressors because they had a knife that could be used for violence or i don't think that was it i think it was because in the roman provinces the um the jews were not permitted to have swords and 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 weapons because then if they are they're going to have an uprising so so by having the sword, when they were found by the Roman authorities, mm-hmm. now they are transgressors because they they have violated the Roman yes. law. But the other possibility is if it's their rebels. Well, yeah, they're 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 rebels. I mean, they're peaceful rebels, mm-hmm. but they're rebels. So, um, so I think that's what what they meant. But you know, God. Um,
2: Wait, want, I want to comment on that if, if I could. So I always think it's it's so ironic whenever someone brings up Jesus telling Peter to buy a sword because the story literally has Jesus telling Peter don't use the sword when Peter used the sword for the most just act of self-defense that you could ever imagine. The blameless Lamb of God was being attacked.
3: Uh, no, he was not being attacked yet. He was not he he was was
2: being, being. He was being. He was being arrested I, unjustly. So okay. let let me finish though. Um, now you, you mentioned attack. that one of you mentioned that one of your theories um, was that the apostles needed protection afterward. Well, what what's really cool is we have this book called Acts that tells us what the apostles actually did after Jesus died and resurrected, and we also have all these letters where they told Christians how to act. And in in the book of Acts, you do not see them defending themselves against attacks once. You do not see Paul encouraging the the Roman church to uprise against the Roman Empire. You see them teaching the same thing that Jesus taught about nonviolence. So I don't think that theory holds a lot of value. Now, your second theory, I agree with. Like in in verse 37, um, it it starts with the word. Well, let me just read the, the previous verse. And he said to them, but now whoever has a money belt is to take it along, likewise also a bag, and whoever has a sword is to sell his coat and buy one. Then verse 37 starts with four, which is the the Greek word gar. It's a primary participle, and it is used to assign a reason. So I think we can be pretty confident that the next verse is, is giving us the answer to this question. It's literally telling us why Jesus told them to buy a sword. For I tell you this which is written, must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with the transgress- tra- transgressors. So he was not endure- like endorsing violence. He was simply, um there, there needed to be a reason to arrest him. Like he needed to be numbered with the insurrectionists. I, I guess you could translate rebel as insurrectionist, also, which is also interesting because then later he's contrasted with Barabbas, um, which would take us down a whole nother bunny trail.
3: Like, for example, with Cornelius... Um, they were never saying you need to stop being a uh, a soldier. So let's um, go to Cornelius. Sure. And use a, and then there's a lot of um, imagery in the Bible where they're talking about uh, you know this is your sword and this is your uh, your shield and it's like yeah. I saw that that was God, why blood, why
2: that same passage. Why I'm sorry. What was? It also that? says in that same passage that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. We don't use a physical sword.
3: Right, but I don't think that God would um, compare things that He thinks are good to something. Use the imagery of something evil. Like if if I'm trying to be a, a talking up something is. Good. I wouldn't be comparing it to some some Nazi stuff because you wouldn't want to put to to sully, um, you know, something that you're trying to present as good. Right. With,
1: like you would never say "slaves for Christ," for instance. <laughs> 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 you know. Sorry. And, I'll just I'll go back. I,
2: so hey, let me respond to that. So you you brought up Cornelius, which I want to get to, and, and to make your case stronger. Um, John did not tell soldiers to leave their job. Uh, Jesus commended a centurion's faith. So just to make that case stronger, uh, let me let me respond to that before I, I respond to um, the apostles using uh, warfare analogies. So it's it's essentially in every one of those cases, it's an argument from silence. We also had a, a sinful woman, which was a euphemism for a prostitute, anointing Jesus' feet, and he commends her in the same way that he commended the centurion in, um, I guess it was Luke. Luke 7 is where it, it talks about the sinful woman. He, he never told her to, that she needs to to leave her job of prostitution, and yet we don't use that passage as a way to endorse prostitution. We so in every one of those situations, it's an argument her? from silence.
3: He, he told the adulteress um, to, when the Pharisees were trying to figure out, you know, should we stone her or... Or not, and they were testing Jesus, and um, you know he, you know said you know he who hath no sin you know cast the first stone. Um, he he then told her to to go and sin no more. So he-,
2: he also told us to love our enemies. So my my point is that your your argument is committing a formal logical fall- fallacy called the argument from silence. It, I'm not saying that that Jesus didn't. Uh, or that the scripture doesn't condemn prostitution elsewhere, because I can use that same argument and say that the scripture prohibits violence elsewhere. I'm I mean, just pointing with, out that you're you're committing a logical fallacy.
3: Here's the problem with the whole argument uh, from silence, and that is, is that in situations where there's sort of a duty to speak up, if you're if you're talking about something, and it's kind of important that you.
2: Such as when a prostitute is anointing your feet, and
3: it's something that you're you, you should mention, then yeah, you can make inferences, uh, legitimate inferences when there is silence. So, if for example, if somebody asks, uh, let's think of, oh, when <laughs> Bill Clinton did you have sex with that woman, and if if he had said no, well, you know, he'd be lying. <laughs> but, but 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 let's say if he had decided to not say anything at all, okay? We all know that in situations like that where somebody, you know, doesn't say anything at all, when they have a duty, when, when if you're innocent, you would speak up, then, yeah, you can make inferences. And so... You know, one would say, "Oh well, you know, Bill Clinton didn't answer the question. We can't make any inferences from that." And and that's like, uh, no," because in this situation, if somebody is innocent, they would absolutely pipe what? up and yell it from the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. So, uh, go ahead.
2: You can you can take that up with the the people who formulated the formal logical fallacies. I'm not a logician, but it it is clearly a formal logical fallacy. But I I do wanna bring in some other
3: that is an exception to it.
2: (laughs) Okay. Just when it when it works for your case, you can suddenly step around logic. Okay. Let let me let me bring in some just, other just, some other just, facts. Just
1: really quick, it's it's eating at me. Rahab the harlot was in the faith hall of fame in uh, Hebrews. 11.
2: I, I have that written in my notes. <laughs> so I mean, your
1: your your argument, Teddy, while um, while passionate, uh, I appreciate it, is not terribly
2: theological. James two twenty five. I have it in my notes. James also praises Rahab's faith. So that specifically is when Jesus commended a centurion's faith. So so David Johnson if you were in the army and you came to me and you said, "You know Titus, I'm starting to believe in God." I'd be like, "Great. I wouldn't be my the first words out of my mouth wouldn't be, "Oh, you're a soldier, you need to leave the army." No, I would commend your faith in the same way Jesus commended the centurion's faith. The same same thing with Peter and Cornelius. Like Cornelius was becoming a Christian. Like it's it's one step at a time on the sanctification trail. Just but like, isn't that isn't that an argument from silence, Titus? What's an argument from silence?
0: Uh the fact that, you know, we don't get no we get this idea of commendation, but not to give up his his uh his rank or his his occupation, so to speak. So isn't that also an argument of silence? You're actually kind of just assuming that Jesus would accommodate and that's it?
2: I, I'm I'm not sure I understand your question. It is an argument from uh, silence, but it, yeah, it's Yeah, I think. Sense. Uh, what's that? I I, I, are you I I've that heard, my argument from silence is that I'm assuming Jesus would later yeah. tell. Well, I assume that based on his teachings.
3: But there's nothing in the Bible that condemns someone. Um, or, or that set or prohibits someone from serving in the military because let, let me just let me jump
1: in and stab my own partner in the back uh, for a moment because this is skeptics and secrets after all and I did bring a sword um, so uh, yeah, I'm sorry Titus, but I'm not uh, Christianity is not jobbery uh, and it's and it's maddening um, and so in the in the one time this will ever happen, I'm going to help Teddy. I I'm going to have- help Teddy steelman her argument a bit because Teddy, you do you, do you do actually have-, not, have a trump card if you knew your Bible. <laughs> so <laughs> let me let me just let me just provide no, that, that for cold. you. It, oh, it's not nearly as cold as I usually am. Come on, <laughs> um, even Teddy would say I'm being unusually nice today. Um, it's the soup being I, typical. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the better argument for the case Teddy is trying to mm. make. Uh, is actually way back in I want to say Matthew or Mark, one of the Gospels. Uh, it's in uh, it's when John the Baptist uh, is on the scene, and people are coming to him and they're asking him, "Okay, uh, I'm in this situation. What do I do uh, to to?" Uh, you know, repent or be a part of this kingdom. Because, you know, we we always say, well, John's message is, repent, the kingdom is at hand. But there's one place in the Bible where he gets more specific. And so people Mm -hmm. are coming to him, what do I do? And he says, you know, to the tax collector, don't don't cheat people. And, uh, you know, someone else says, and he gives, uh, you know, some bit of pithy advice. One of those people was a soldier, if I recall correctly. Once again, I'm not going to go back and look. For and damn Bible. With your
3: wages. One See, of them One of them
1: was a soldier Let me finish helping setting. I don't uh, know His His you response know? to the soldier Was not stop being a soldier His response to the soldier uh, Was something to the effect Of uh, uh, Do your duties with fairness As opposed to uh, what soldiers Normally did uh, And so I would say That to the extent that uh, John the Baptist represented the kingdom of God. Uh, he was not speaking a message that was anti-soldier because that would have, in fact, been a place uh, where, if if there was an anti-soldier message, the man of God would have said, uh, "You should stop being a soldier." So uh, we can we can argue silence except when uh, when. It would not otherwise be expect- expected this this absence of evidence thing, and this is a clear point where question was asked, straight answers were given, and in the answer that you would not expect was given yeah. to the soldier, and so that's that's actually a better argument carry on digging your own grave though uh but in the, in the sake of fairness uh and i know that people do not know these obscure things in the bible i just thought it would be uh right to bring that up and i will leave that uh to titus's capable hands who does read his bible uh to maybe respond to that and uh try to try to make a a, a stronger case
3: well given that the Bible you know, is is talking about the governmental authority and how the military is an arm of the government. Um, that that permits basically, you know, if if a war is in keeping with God's will, because it's not like God was not always
2: happens to be our side. Um. <laughs>
3: It's not like God never commanded a war, and it's not like God.
2: Okay, you're you're going all over the place. Though you're you're you. I think you were touching on Romans thirteen, and then you're now you're going to the Old Testament. But I want I want to hit I want to hit Johnson's question. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: think he just meant he wanted to hit Johnson, but go ahead. You could say.
2: By, <laughs> by the way, "With God on Our Side" by Bob Dylan is is a great song about the fact that the right side is always our side. Um, just throwing that in there, but I actually I, I was about to get to John the Baptist, uh, Mr. Johnson, because you, you're right. This is this is not as nearly as much of an argument from silence, at, if if at all. Um, so I'm going to make one comment, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna give the stronger case. And this first comment is unnecessary if what I actually believe is true is true. So <laughs> the first comment is to say that. The, the word translated, um, do, do no man uh, wrong, um, it, in most modern translations, is translated, do violence to no one, by the King James Version. And the, the Greek word, I don't know Greek, so I'm going
3: to... I do! Oh,
2: diasete. Can you pronounce that correctly? Weird. Okay, you don't know Greek.
3: I mean, Greek. I know modern Greek, but a lot of these words that modern I say, Greek. I do know what I can tell No,
2: no, I'm sure I'm sure you know Greek way better than I do and I, I'm not a scholar, but but uh, from Well, I mean, I'm
3: I, Greek heritage and grew up with
2: Oh, so you know, but but Biblical Greek is a lot different. Um, no, Koimiri is I mean, not modern Greek at all.
3: <laughs> no, no, a lot of the Greek that I have seen in the Bible, when I've seen translation, it's like I can totally tell what it is. So, well, I cool. mean, there are some words that I can't, but there are far more that I actually can, so.
2: Nice. Um,
1: right. um, you, you know there's things like language drift, and, you know, as, as time <clears throat> goes on different uh Words and idioms, I know, but a lot change. of them
3: are are really not. A, okay. Like I said, I just, I, <laughs> I can tell what a lot of the words are. All right. All right, let's I, I,
1: I know English too, but I can tell you, reading uh, 16th century English uh, is a chore. So it's you you've got a a deeper. Uh, gulf between you and Koine Greek as spoken. Uh, well, that's just because like you have issues, David. I'm just <laughs> you,
3: I see the word and I can tell what it is. It, it's it, it, right, like course, I course. saw a thing for for sword, spathy That that is that's what it is in modern
2: Greek. So, so diasseite could uh, also uh, be diasseite is the Greek word there. It could be rendered "due violence to no one." So. There were plenty of Christians in the military in the early church. Mm -hmm. Um, However, they were like Hacksaw Ridge type Christians who did not kill people or they would be excommunicated from the church. So what John the Baptist could have been saying there is, yeah, you can stay a soldier, just do not kill someone. And if your commander tells you to kill someone, refuse and suffer the consequences. However, that is not even necessary um, if what I'm about to say is true, which is my stronger case, that John the Baptist had no authority... To change uh, what God had laid down in the old covenant regarding violence, like this this incident was before the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus was the one who brought the new covenant. He he went on a mountain, just like Moses went on a mountain to receive the Torah. He received and uh, the the new the stipulations for the new covenant, just like Moses did when he gave his Sermon on the Mount, and that's when he amended the Old Testament view on violence. So John the Baptist had no authority to tell the soldier not to kill people. He wasn't Jesus. He was before Jesus. And in a sense, he was the last Old Covenant the, the prophet. The
3: violence that you're seeing, there's a difference between um, doing violence to someone and where where they have not done anything to deserve it Versus if, if somebody is coming, I mean, because basically, I mean, pacifism, it's about, you know, somebody is coming to, to murder you or murder someone else to where you then are put in a position, you know, hypothetically, <clears throat> um, and plenty of people see this in real life. And people are seeing it a lot in churches now that churches have come under attack. You've got these mass shooters coming out. So when when it is a choice between an evildoer that's that's trying to murder versus innocent victims or people that would be bec- their victim unless you stop them, then, then now it's between... Which one? Now, God, since he has commanded the death penalty, first of all, God hates sin. He abhors it. And he abhors it so much that he has instituted the death penalty. He commands us to put a death penalty. So if you choose the murderer to survive as opposed to the, the person who is his victim, what does that do? The, the, the murderer under god's command is the one that now needs to be put to death so what have you done all you do is if you you know you've just lost two lives so where is that showing um an appreciation for the sanctity of life i mean i'm I'm gonna
1: i'm gonna step in here and move the conversation forward a little bit i know that we can have a lot more vigorous conversation mm -hmm. about uh violence and death and so forth. I will say before advancing the ball a little bit further, um, Titus, your first, you gave two explanations. Yeah. I prefer your first one, the one that you discard. <laughs> um, and so speaking as one uh, former theologian to a current theologian, <laughs> uh, I think that your first one has more weight because there are, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about the draft uh, back then. So this is history that someone could mention. But, I mean, many cultures have had drafts. And so I don't think that uh, even John would have been saying you can't be a part of the military, uh, especially if there was a system where you had to be um, a part of the military. Uh, But I think that he could have. In fact, been saying, but do no violence, uh, and I would I would just cite historical precedents throughout uh, Christian history uh, where people have answered the call of the draft, uh, who have uh, been in the military, have uh, become Christian in the military, and who have not been violent in wars. In fact, uh, we have a a problem with the military, a, a historical problem with the military that the, in uh, I think it was uh, the Civil War. Also in World War One and World War II, most people did not fire their weapon. They, they never fired uh, their weapon. And when they did, they didn't fire to hit the other person. Um, it's actually a very hard thing. Uh, to turn someone into a killer, and I think I think there are a lot of situations where you can be a lifelong military person and never kill anyone. Uh, the law enforcement, say in uh, England, is not uh, full of people carrying guns like John Wayne. Uh, that's that's not what it means to uh, be law enforcement you. in in many places. And so, uh, there there are a lot of Christians who would rather be court-martialed than kill someone. And there are people in law enforcement uh, who go through their entire uh, lifetime of duty without killing people. And so I think it's very possible to read it the way you suggested at first and uh, say that that this was a a nonviolent type command. I don't know if that is the case, but if I had to choose one today wearing my Christian hat... I would choose that one. Um, that said, I do think it uh, it's important that we move on because we do have some more conversation to get into. So it is turning uh, for those uh, who are listening to this at another time. It's it's getting uh, it's almost eight o'clock Eastern time uh, in the evening. This is not when we usually do. Um, uh, the show. Uh, I am about to start missing a thing that I very much wanted to see, which is uh, Biden's uh, first speech uh, after being named uh, president, uh, president. elected by the media, and so that's that's going on right now. And I, yeah. I, I really want to hang up this headset and go watch it. God damn you all! Um,
3: but, <laughs> but that.
1: But that said, I think, I think it is a good opportunity to advance the conversation to the voting, uh, question. Uh, so I appreciate that, um, Titus, you have more to say, um, in, in like your the thesis and th- you have, and you have more to say on your thesis, but, <laughs> but let's advance the ball forward and see if we can cover some of the other topics. So as, as a bridge <clears throat> to some of the more in, incendiary, uh, discussion, uh, which everybody is waiting for, uh, I promised them a bear fight. They're going to get a bear fight. Um, as a bridge to that uh let's talk about voting for a moment i brought up some questions with david russell i didn't i didn't feel like the answers were uh convincing for me and i was really hoping that russell and i had had enough of a conversation to stimulate some discussion on the board well we had a huge conversation on the board none of it (laughs) had anything to do uh, with the topic um that we actually (laughs) discussed there so i I uh, am hoping with you know, some fresh participants that maybe we can um, re-stimulate that. So before talking about who Christians should vote for, tell me about why Christians are voting at all. So I understand that voting is a thing that we are allowed to do. Yeah. In, this, in this particular system of government. And I'm not allowed to do it everywhere in the world, but in this particular system of government we are. But once again, uh I understand why uh secularists want to do it. It's secular government. <laughs> you know, this is um this is our world. This is the only world we've got. It's the only uh system we've got. Uh God, at least my understanding of it as a Christian, I recognize there were always different opinions besides mine. My understanding was that God Uh, was in charge of who was in charge. Uh, And so we can say that we have the power to put people in office, but we never have had that power. It was always God who selected at any given time uh, who was in charge, uh, representing whatever government God wanted to represent at that time. And whatever government you were born under, whatever government you lived under, that's what God... Uh, had in mind at that time. And his reasons were inscrutable, but his authorities were people set by him. And so the very act of voting seemed a type of rebellion uh, that it says, yeah, God has his ideas of who should be in charge. But 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 I have my ideas of who should be in charge. And unless you were absolutely certain that your ideas are in line with God's ideas, then the act of voting is itself an act of rebellion. Help me work through um, the Christian um, justification for voting.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, if you don't put in good people, you're going to have crummy government.
1: Well, we don't put in the people, though. If if my thesis is right, God God puts in the people.
3: It doesn't say in the Bible that God is going to somehow magically pick and put a specific person i mean that would go against free will that would go against a person's free will to decide oh i think i want to do this but, i think uh, I but, no,
1: but voting is a fairly new concept in a rare system uh, even in this world well not so rare anymore but it's it's fairly new and so people haven't uh, always been voting for their leaders but we americans we're I mean, rebels we Oppressed
3: do by kings and tyrants
1: well god he, god put, he, put those he, kings in he, place he, though
3: but people, no, people were taking power. I mean, the the natural order of things is that power is not given, it's taken, and might makes right. But God, and God so, is the ultimate but, power. Yeah, but God has given us free will, and so with our free will, People decide whether they want what kind of government Okay, I'll quit want.
1: interrupting and I'll, I'll let Titus jump in here. I know that okay. he won't, but I, I just I just want to get some clarification. Are you suggesting that if we as Americans don't vote, uh, that God's will will not be done?
3: Titus, are you? No, that's to
1: that's me? that's you, and and then oh, it, and then I, I will step out it, of the way. You no, know,
3: but yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, for example, I think. That God wants unborn babies to not be aborted, and if we would have more, uh, pe- all of these people that are not voting that are Christians, they need to get up and go vote because okay, so you, he so
1: he carries out I his mean, will through political uh, through political okay. uh, maneuvering, right? Yeah, so it's I'm, our it, we're carrying out God's will through politics is that what you're saying yes, I'm just I'm trying to get a clear can. statement of what you're saying sure. so that I am not straw manning sure.
3: you that and that's the point we as Christians it look the people that get into government can either be doing something good or something evil or wrong and so how is it um, for the Christians that aren't voting how is it that they don't bear? some degree of at least theoretical responsibility
1: Okay, Um, titus same questions to you uh you've you've heard the questions i know you're paying attention you've got this funny expression on your face that's uh (laughs) uh, smile and pain and uh eagerness i can't wait to see what that comes out as
2: I have, a, I have a funny expression on my face because russell just texted me an emoji of him sleeping and it's it's one of those iphone emojis and it's really accurate about, um, uh,
1: russell you did not have to text him an emoji we can all see you sleeping uh, just <laughs> just get your pillow i look i usually am in bed by this time uh so
3: um,
1: i'm i'm going to switch to something stronger than uh water here in a minute'm i'm gonna switch to uh, sugary coke, <laughs> so because
2: I have oh, do that,
0: I, I'm gonna pour me a whiskey. So. <laughs>
2: so, Russell needs it after Biden won. So, no, I, I need it. Uh, I need right, it after Biden didn't win. I, I, I'm you, tired of this entire you. election
0: cycle, I'm tired of it all recently, man. Just uh, over a year, I've been cheers. just like tuning it out every I'll, day. I'll
1: drink to that. So I'm, hey I'm Titus, not uh, take 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 it up though. Um so we've heard we've heard Teddy's response, and just so that no one forgets, uh, if I can categorize it correctly, uh God's will is not uh done by elections lest we do it. Uh, and so if we do not do our parts, then God's will uh in world leaders will be thwarted. Uh is that is that A fair uh, restatement Of your position,
2: Teddy Yeah, God gave us
1: free will Titus um, Where where are you here?
2: I mean, I I tend to agree And this gets into the conversations That skeptics and atheists have with Christians Which I kind of lost interest in A while back, which is why I I gave Russell um, the show uh, And and he found another co-host But um, I I would tend to agree with, with Teddy For the most part um that God accomplishes his ends through means and his means are generally human beings. Now, I, I disagree that the means through which God accomplishes uh, the, you know, the, the end of putting someone into president is through his, his Christian means. I, I disagree with that premise. Um, but yeah, as far as like God, yeah God using us to do his, his ultimate sovereign will. I mean, I think that's very clear in, in the scriptures.
3: I mean, Edmund Burke said that evil will triumph when good men do nothing, and
2: I. I'm not suggesting doing nothing. I'm suggesting not not doing something that allies us with Babylon and with the sword. But if I, you,
3: if if you're fighting people that are armed and and you've got a feather, I mean. It, you know, or a baseball bat, and they can get you, you know, from afar. It, it, it's one thing if it's just a fist fight, but there are times where people need weapons. And, and one of the things that we failed to get into, which is critical, is the, um, what is it, Exodus two two, which is the situation where the homeowner is killing a burglar in the night, And then there's a distinction that is made uh, in the verses there um, where it gets into if it's the light of day and and it's talking about a burglar as in a thief. And so, of course, we are not permitted to use violence or killing someone to protect property. you can only kill in order to, to so, so is
2: Brianna Taylor's uh, boyfriend justified in shooting at the police in that case since it was dark?
3: If if you don't know what's absolutely going on, if you don't know what's going on and you think somebody's about to intrude, then but You know, then you don't know what's going on. I don't
1: understand your allusion to Exodus. I'm sorry. What was your your point?
3: It's that that the intent matters. That, for example, if in In, in, a reading, not not that far
1: from there, if if a woman in uh, defending her husband uh, grabbed uh, the intruder by the balls, uh, her hand was to be get uh, to be cut off. So was, I, I'm not entirely yes. sure why the hell you are trying to use that moral insight to to talk about how we should think about self-defense.
2: You also should be in so, court.
3: I think that yeah. The point is, in, do you in have two hands? Who, me?
1: Yeah, because I'm not sure you've defended your husband well enough. <laughs> so
3: what? that's gotten in any fight.
1: Okay. Well.
3: Yeah. So, I think that that you
1: know the point is.
2: Wow, we got his funny bone there.
1: <laughs> it's this late. I'm sorry. It's, it's going to get worse from here. So uh, we were. The point is, we, is we were tr- is
3: Not all killing is not murder, and so. So, if someone
1: okay. i I understand t- that, but i'm I'm trying to i I don't want to get too far afield from uh, where we are That's where we're totally headed <laughs> we're 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 talking about voting, and we're going to we're gonna jump off into uh, even deeper water here. So just uh, getting back to that i I would say uh, since I've had my Christian head on for most of this uh, discussion, uh, I too would have said uh, God's will is done through humans, but I would have also said God's will is always done." Uh, because I, I didn't try to run away from Romans 13, so uh, you know, even in the event of an election, I would say that God's will was always done. Uh, so, hey, I'm
3: hang, hang on. I would
1: I would further have said, in the matter of abortion, uh, we will have an abortion show at some point this season. I hope. Uh, so I've I've been thinking about that and working on that. And you know who you're gonna call that. I, it's gonna be a large panel over two or three shows. Uh so you you'll definitely be uh in the mix. Uh but that said, what I would have said over an issue like that, and to be clear, I was very much uh anti-abortion uh at that time as well. I would have said the way uh God wins the battle is to change hearts through the Holy Spirit, through Christians spreading the good news, through teaching, through spreading his kingdom, the real kingdom uh, on earth. That is how God fights uh, abortion. He does not fight abortion by seeking a place at the heathen's table and trying to take
2: political power and the force enforce again, the law. Once again, Johnson, once again, you would make a great Christian. Like, you sound more Christian than most Christians I know. It, it sounds like you and I
1: would be a very small minority of Christians. We days, are. The government, <laughs> so.
2: is, the
3: government is put into... Well, I mean, there's still argument. a lot of Christians there, there. ...of God God. And they're seen as, as being agents of God, and so I don't know why. Uh, so
1: let's so let's talk. So let's talk about that, and I I want you. I want to start with you, Teddy. I want to start with you. Uh, so just advancing this idea a little bit further, uh, we're, we're we're almost home. Um, how do Christians determine how to vote? This was another thing that, as a Christian. I had a hard time with. So uh, there, there must, if God wants us to vote, mm-hmm. and if we want to vote for the person that God wants, we assume that God wants somebody. It's not like he shrugs his shoulder and doesn't care. It it's, it's, me, not the, it's, it's not the, it's not the Alabama Auburn football game. We know what uh,
3: his will is. So well,
1: well, but but to... we're assuming that God wants somebody. So. And and we're going to politic for that somebody. We're gonna campaign for them, we're gonna knock on doors, uh pass out flyers, and uh we're gonna do our duty at the polls. How do we determine as Christians? Christian hat still on. Mm-hmm. How do we determine who God wants us to support? What what is the criteria for you determining two candidates, both of them Christians? Uh, and, and let's be clear. Uh, in this case, I'm not ready to go full Donald Trump yet. But Donald Trump claims to be a Christian. Joe Biden has been a lifelong uh, Christian. Both of them are Christians. He believes in abortion. I, I just, I'm just going to take the – So for for you, is th- is yeah, there actually,
2: only? set the record straight. Joe Biden actually is is personally against abortion. And politically being, things pro-choice. Standard, not yeah. be it's
3: being pro-choice and so, so saying, it's, oh, you know. So like, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm,
1: I'm, I'm giving you this windup. What is, what is the criteria? Is it only abortion? Or are there some other things? What if both candidates are against abortion? How do you choose? Okay,
3: so you just listen to what the candidates – um, say their opinions are on yeah, the different but you're listening
1: to their them against what? What is the thing that you're okay, I've listened to both candidates. Okay. what am I listening for exactly? You're listening for all sorts of
3: things. You're listening to what is their opinion, for example, on abortion. What is their opinion in terms of uh, the economy trying Do to we assume
1: people? that God that God has an opinion on the economy then that we know what it is. <laughs>
3: It, it, it's not about what is God's opinion. I think on it's God. about. what God, I thought it was God's about opinion God's opinion man. You're voting for God's man. God. It's about reading the Bible, knowing what it is that okay. God thinks are virtues, and whether these particular um, people who are running for office. So whether you got, you've are got a place,
1: list of virtues that you think God cares about, and you're comparing each candidate's uh, claims, and you're seeing which one of them uh, is. Uh, saying more God-approved uh, things is that is that what it is? Sure. Because Christians are doing that. I, I just want to point out Christians. Excuse, excuse me, Christians are doing that, and guess what? They come up with different candidates to vote for.
3: But you know what, Christians? Okay, and people a lot of times sell out their beliefs for their pocket. Do you think that real
1: Christians voted for Biden?
3: Well, anybody. Why anybody, is that
1: so hard? Do you think yes or no? Do you think Christian, real Christians voted for Biden? If, well, if
2: the answer if the answer is no, then she is saying that ninety percent of African American Christians well, who believe the same thing with her theologically are not Christians. Well, and, Just and throw that I'm out there.
3: Saying here. you you are not upholding the value that god places Hey Russell, why don't you see if you can you get a yes or no out of this one do you
1: do did real christians vote for biden or not
3: no they don't
1: okay uh, no. just to, just to say it again because you're not a real, real christians christian did not vote okay for vote biden us. is that what you did is that what you said
3: i just said you are not a real well i mean you can be a real christian you're just not a good one you're, you're not. You're 90% not. Of black so, in this so, not so, in your in your
1: opinion, no good Christian voted for Biden. Is <laughs> you that correct?
3: Do not give a hoot. This about is a noose. Are you really kill. wanting
1: to put your head in that?
3: I, I, I'm. T- I'm telling you, I don't shy away from that.
1: I am okay. telling you. Okay. So and you don't shy away from it. Real Christians don't vote care for Biden.
3: About life
1: only real, only so only real Christians voted for Trump.
3: you can you can couch it how you want. I'm, I'm trying
1: to couch it how you want it.
3: I'm saying it in, in every which way you want. I am telling you I condemn people that in in terms of just whether they're doing right. when you are pro-choice, even though these people say, "Oh well, if it was me, I wouldn't do it," but I don't have a right to infringe on somebody else's right to slaughter their baby. Baloney! Baloney to that. The R- reason Russell, why that? Russell, that, I just, I, I a little while ago, nothing?
1: I stabbed my partner in the back. This is a perfect opportunity for you to stab yours in the back. And save some credibility right now.
0: Not what? <laughs> what credibility did I even put on the table? Well,
1: th- <laughs>
0: was it my sleeping? <laughs> She's, uh,
1: while you were what sleeping,
0: while put? you were sleeping,
1: Chetty has declared that only uh, uh, only real Christians would have voted for trump and the people who voted for biden the christians who voted for biden were not real christians this is your chance I, to say I, I, something that's you're kind not, of sane.
3: not doing right i mean you don't beat, don't
1: listen to her i'm listening you to you beat, russell beat what do you have to say to that i'm not
0: talking over her needed. let her go
1: oh no mute her mic <laughs> what do you <laughs> what do you say oh
0: man i don't i i I would say Christians vote for who they believe is the best person they think is for the job. If they, if they believe Biden was okay and they justified it somehow, I mean, we all have a a, a nature to us. We all have a uh, uh, conscience that we have to, uh, you know, consult. And if they think that Biden was the best guy, I'm not going to say they're they're not they're not uh they're not Christians or Do they they're have bad blood Christians. In their hands? Uh, I just don't. I don't think they'll have blood on their hands. I mean that they're not the ones. They're not. They're not the ones. They're not the ones getting the abortions. They allow uh, it to be legal. It, but how are we going to stop it being legal, except that we try okay. to change it through the system? I mean, there's there's several there's several steps to this. Uh, there's several steps to getting rid of the the. the it's already law. First of all, the
3: U.S. Supreme Court is the one that, exactly. put, in, that exactly. put in legislation. They were legislating from the bench, and they had no
0: business doing that. That is tarant- and Teddy And, Teddy, why I maybe agree with you, I'm not prepared to call people that voted for Biden uh, bad Christians. I'm uh, what I, All if I'm saying they, is. To vote all I'm saying is, is you gotta to remember there's so Christians. there's so many categories of Christians. And that's a bad Christian. That's a bad and, Christian. And you know there's there's so many different uh, 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 categories of Christians. I, I mean I'm not just gonna. Say, I, they could have been confused. Shame on you know, all. I, 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 Shame they could have been confused. They could have been. You know, um, do I? When I vote for Biden, no, I didn't vote for Biden. I'm not going to vote for Biden. I, I, I'm tired of, of politics in general, anyway. So,
1: so uh, um, let me let me let me just uh, jump in any, one more time because I'm I see sorry. Titus uh, with with a smug grin on his face. Titus, I drive the bus, uh, and I get more points by hitting more people. You're next, my friend, because you are in the same lane as Teddy. So here's the here's here's the deal. It seems to me like you were saying um, privately, I'll give you a chance to clarify, that real Christians don't vote for Trump. Same lane.
2: No, Big I bus. We that. can take
1: you both out. So cl- clarify yourself right now. Do you believe that real Christians vote for Trump? Yes. Okay, well, I can't run you over. That's that's not good. And,
2: and I would like to point out what Teddy actually said tonight. She what what Teddy said, and don't interrupt me, Teddy, is that ninety percent of Black Protestant Christians who believe exactly what you do theologically are not true Christians. That's they what you said
3: to what, me. what I believe, they don't. So believe she said that. Believe.
2: She said good. She said good Christian theologically. They believe exactly you what do you do no. no. not.
3: If you don't put your money where your mouth is, what do you think means, God yep. is going to think of them? What what does God? I mean, God said that we need to have a death penalty.
1: Right. I'm so, I'm sorry, Titus. I can't let you off quite that easy. You minute, you have been on. saying that Trump that a Christian could not in good conscience support
2: Trump. Okay. Can I? I can you pull up the email and and say what I told you? do you have it Whatever. let me see if i did i did,
1: did i not say uh, that i was doing no prep that sounds like prep Look,
2: um i'm not sure what i told you i think that a christian voting for for trump is making a very poor decision bordering on sin i think okay, a christian so voting that's for that's Biden, a pretty strong
1: statement
3: voting is you know, so Doesn't that sound I think, like a strong yeah, statement from yeah, russell. Okay. The record.
0: Voters,
1: um, so,
0: well, so please
1: st- st- straighten the record, Titus, because honestly, I don't yeah. think that you're in a different boat than um, than Teddy. You you and she can bail that thing all, no, <laughs> all the, the rest of your lives. I'm it's a, a leaky boat. boat
2: from Teddy. <laughs> so here, let let me clarify. Okay, and this is my subjective judgment. I I am not the judge. I don't even I don't know what is sin. What is just a poor choice? I don't know who's sinning, but it's still a Christian. It's a sin not unto death. And who's sinning and and they've sinned to the point where they've are no longer a, a citizen in the kingdom. I don't know, but I will share my opinion since since you asked for it so i would say that like voting for a republican or a democrat is is not god's will for any christian and i would say in the last 40 years or so um it yeah it was it was kind of to me it would be equally bad to vote for obama or mccain equally voting for trump i think is worse um because of his character uh and and the the type of man he is he is the exact antithesis of the beatitudes He's the personification I of seven deadly sins. Let me finish. Don't don't be like your hero and and always interrupt. Um, Sometimes so, it's God. Here it is. I mean, so I, I that's my opinion. Now I could be wrong, but I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that like David and and Te- even Teddy <laughs> are not Christians for voting for Trump. I'm not gonna say that. My wife voted for Trump in twenty. 20- 2016 before i was married to her simply cuz she voted for whoever her dad told her to vote for okay um it, so i i i have like the the church i'm currently a part of the ones who voted i'm sure almost all of them voted for trump and i'm doing my best to to call that out as the the bs that it is while at the same love at the same time loving them and accepting that I could be wrong, like I'm I'm going to come on a podcast like this and like put my opinions out there, um, but I, I could genuinely be wrong, and Teddy could genuinely be right, right? I mean, where I'm not God, but based on the scriptures, that would be my opinion about it.
3: David, I assume that you thought it was a good idea that the Civil War was fought, correct?
1: Which David? Oh, uh, Johnson. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I'm a fan.
3: Oh, okay. I'm a big fan of it, too. Uh, But to just really get to the heart of it, why is it that the issue with unborn babies that don't even get the opportunity to live, why is that not... And even and, and, and I don't rather, say,
1: rather than answer the question that you are trying I to stumble know. toward, I, I, I will do a show on tragedy. abortion. I have written many articles on it, but I will I will be very explicit in my views on that. I am more interested in the idea that you think that that trumps everything. Um, and so once again, this is this is one of these uh, issues that as a Christian, if I were going to support uh, a political candidate, I would have a real hard time. What what is the priority? Is there a single issue that uh, Trump trumps everything else? Uh, because I would have said, at least in the more innocent time that uh, I was younger, that character mattered in in a representative uh, of the government of a nation oh. of uh, and as a man of chosen character God.
3: matters
0: more than justice.
1: I don't think that you can have justice without character. <laughs> you're not,
0: you're not, you're not, you can, I, can I, Let me let me let me jump in real quick because I haven't said much. Uh, okay, but, so but I, you I think always there's could. Have. I, you know, I think there's defeaters on both sides here. I do. Um, unfortunately, we elected Trump in 2016. Pro-choice is still a big thing. There, the law hasn't changed. He got Supreme Court on the just uh, Supreme Court justices on the bench. It may change in the future um so i i don't see where i i couldn't say that somebody's a bad christian for voting for biden if they had that justification like hey you know we already had trump in there he got the supreme court to where it could overturn that let me go with the guy that has better character i mean who knows who i i can't judge everybody on that aspect and that's all i'm saying i think yeah abortion is one of the biggest biggest issues for me as well uh as and, and you guys are going to be surprised, but I like my guns. <laughs> so I, I want my not guns. I want to keep my guns. I want your hands off my guns and let me have my, my, my weapons, man. I like my, well, not my weapons, that's but that's my freedom. firearms. I think it's
1: important. Um, you know, might, you might have issues. to take over the government one day soon. But you might have to help. I mean, well, Trump, it, it, Trump did say hey, to know, stand you know, by, you know,
0: it starts somewhere. Stand I mean, by, the, guys it's that, coming. the guys at Lexington, the guys at Lexington, when they got fired upon first, he told the bad yeah, boys, yeah. you know. Oh, no, that's let's not do this. Yeah. So, so Titus was saying that that you know it was wrong for Americans to go to war, but the Americans didn't go to war. That what happened was they declared independence. They went to Lexington. The British fired the first shot. It was self-defense.
1: Sorry, bud. The, well, but the Christian can always the Christian to, can I, always I, argue that if God wanted us to be an independent nation. He could have he could have made us an independent nation without and that's how he did he it. Without any well, you say that's how he did it. He could have made us an independent nation without anyone firing a shot. Look at the magic that he performed uh when he cared about not politics. necessarily. Don't make me bust
0: out that Mullinus defeater the for you.
1: No. <laughs> so so I'm I'm, well, just, I'm trying I'm just, to break
0: the ice here, guys. Right. Let's it, go.
1: It's go it's just it just doesn't work. Uh so yeah, you can work. say uh, yeah, the the way the way I can uh, defeat all of the enemies of God is to nuke, uh, you know, all of the Muslim countries, uh, and then you do it, and then you're successful, and you say, well, that's how God yeah. did it.
3: Okay, uh, first well, we don't <laughs> that, go bombing countries just because they're different okay in the same way that god gave us free will
1: they're enemies of of god aren't they i mean they're not just different it's not just because uh, they're
3: we do not use violence (laughs) in order to be aggressors we only do it in in our defense so if if so we are not to be aggressors uh and in the same way, that's the beauty of our country.
1: Okay, um, and, I, and I appreciate that. I but I be, before we lose all of our time, which I can tell you we're very close to doing because I want to go to bed. Um, I, I just want to get a little bit more because I feel like we, we left the subject a little bit too soon. I want to get a little bit more color uh, on how Christians decide who they're going to support because Christians – Support different candidates, and they they pray, they read their Bibles. Uh, many Christians know their Bibles better than anyone on this panel, uh, uh, and they and they come up with different ideas. Um, as far as abortion being the most important issue, well, we've got one, two, three who uh, kind of agree with that. I would have agreed with that too uh, when I was a Christian, but let me just tell you, the majority of Christians, I'll be glad to uh, put it in the show notes if anyone needs to see it again, do not um agree on a lot of uh major issues like for instance gay marriage uh they don't they they think that uh there's nothing wrong in fact with homosexuality they believe that uh, uh, s- uh sex outside of marriage uh, well, is top. not is not is not a sin uh any number of things like that and the last numbers i saw on uh abortion it was either uh very close or m- most christians didn't um didn't have didn't believe that abortion was wrong Uh, so you're you're not speaking for christians capital or christians as a majority uh you're speaking about a particular brand of christianity one particular view inside of a particular brand of christianity and so once again when you say well this is the most important issue to god uh half your population doesn't even agree with that
2: And so I'm I'm
1: trying to understand how I should respect any claim from any Christian that they are supporting a candidate because God.
3: You got to look at what the issues are and given that, why do you think that the Supreme court did the whole thing with Roe v. Wade? Because the states in America we're still in a country to where states are are not uh, the the people in like a whole state are not willing okay, to Okay, you're, you're not abortion. you're not addressing my issue
1: though. You believe that you believe that abortion is a god specific issue that christians should be unified on and i am telling you christians are not unified on it i have no as a non-christian not wearing my christian hat i have no reason to listen to anything you have to say about god's opinion when you can't agree with uh, half the people on the uh, on our discussion board about what god thinks why should i why should i believe you've got some kind of input into god's opinion you don't even represent the majority of people calling because themselves christians
3: if you're a Christian and you can look in the Bible to see what God says about uh, So you life, think that
1: simplistically maybe, looking in the Bible solves it for you?
3: The Are you
1: kidding me? The, we can't we, look in the Bible and solve whether God uh, uh, yeah, we puts can. politicians into power or not. You yeah, won't you, mean to look in the Bible and decide something like abortion? Are you kidding that, me?
3: simple that's the simplest of questions because we see what and yet most of, of most of the song people song
1: who wear the brand don't agree with you
3: i don't care
1: then, uh, well then then why should i care about your opinion you don't, don't even represent the majority of your care. side the people that that believe
3: titus what god says in the bible and, and the people who know that they're going to be judged there, one on. day by him, they better do right.
1: Get that shitting, and, and uh, shitting grin off your face and and say some something. Girl. Make it sane, and, and they Titus.
3: Be really worried about whether some woman or some girl is going to be inconvenienced mm-hmm. or traumatized or whatever for nine months. You you have the baby, and if. Mm. You need to give the baby up mm-hmm. for adoption. That's what you do. You do not t- slaughter the
0: baby.
1: <laughs> Russell? Um, t-
0: I t- want to hear what Titus he, Titus had his hand up. He wanted to say something. Um, you know, anyone I've who raises, ever raises ever their hand said. on a
1: debate show deserves to be ignored. This is the McLaughlin <laughs> group. <laughs> you, so you either I, have I, something I, to say or you don't.
2: <laughs> I should go soon because we actually have company. and <laughs> I'm not hanging out with them. Um, bring it, bring him, bring him, uh, bring him on camera. Let's uh, let's have a word. <laughs> this is a lot more interesting to me. <laughs> um, I I, I want to push back a little bit, Johnson, and say that in spite of the fact that Christians disagree, that does not nullify whether or not there is objective truth about an issue like abortion. In the no, same what way, it, what it nullifies
1: it, is that Christians don't know. Uh, what it is because they do disagree and they do yeah, go i'd also have
0: to look at your stats too because there's gotta be a lot of uh dispar- i i want to know the dis uh, the discrepancies or the disparities <laughs> or whatever i'd like to be able to like look at that we're right if you could provide but even that, but no matter what I mean, stat, by, I like you. a later date bud, right? right
1: date. But, but let's let's say i i show you the stat would that matter to you
0: yeah absolutely i mean but, i would would you,
1: would you change your opinion would based on the it. stat honestly I don't think it would like,
0: matter. well, depends a... on what you're asking me to change my opinion on.
1: Right. So it, <laughs> it wouldn't think, matter. Right? <laughs> it, it wouldn't would matter. matter to I you any more than matters it matters to uh to uh I, don't to don't, I would want I to see it be, though.
3: You know what what honor has uh, an honorable person doesn't give a damn what the world says. They do what is right. And According
1: to their, their opinion on what God says, right? It
3: does not matter if, okay. <laughs> if there's a single person agreeing with them. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And so who cares what the statistics are? You right. do what's right. If you're a Christian, Then presumably you believe in what the Bible says, and it's very clear. You believe it's
1: very, it's very clear what the Bible says, and whatever the Bible says, that's what you're going to do, and you are a dangerous human being.
3: So what if you're? You know what? I'll defend pro life, even without bringing God into it. You've got all these PETA people. You would also
1: defend killing your kid. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care that you would defend something awful. You haven't given me any reason to even think that you've got a direct line to God's will on this. Well, uh, so I don't I don't know why any other Christian would uh, listen to you. I don't know why any non-Christian would listen to you. And in a secular government, I don't know why it matters what you think. Well, I, no, I think the- me and
0: Titus have turned into the to the host and co-host here. This has been a debate between David. Hey, guys, let's just wrap it up. I, I think we beat this dead horse enough. David, oh. do you
1: agree?
3: I knew we'd get you uh rattle the shark tank. There.
1: Can I can I say one more thing
2: and, yeah, and, and in this fact you, you, can't,
1: you can't you can say one more thing because I'm gonna give a round of last words. I'm gonna give the first last word to Teddy because I just wanna go ahead and mute her mic as soon as possible. <laughs> and I and I don't know how to actually do the mic muting thing. And so uh so Teddy. Uh, take a few minutes and round off your thoughts. We'll do Teddy. Uh, uh, we'll do Teddy, Titus, David, and David, and we'll figure out what those last two Davids actually mean, as by way of order. Teddy.
3: So, in terms of voting, uh, God has given us. God tells us that, that the government is put in place by him in order to be his agent. So it is incumbent upon all of us to put in our vote. That is how we get good people to represent us so as to um, further what God would want us to happen. I mean, God first started all of this with the Garden of Eden and he envisioned A world without sin but you know that didn't work out so well so then it's a fallen world but the commandment in Genesis about preserving life and that people who do not preserve life God commands the death penalty and we know too that there's this thing called moral agency when when I do something or not do something that enables evil to occur that I might be able to stop or prevent, then that puts blood on my hands when I do nothing. Just like Edmund Burke said, if there had been more people in Nazi Germany that stood up to the evil that was going on, we wouldn't have had the Holocaust. People have to get up and they have to when there are evildoers because when it comes down to the preservation of life it's not that we are engaging in violence we are having to protect somebody and so if our opponent if our enemy is coming out against us with lethal force then a lot of times it's only going to be lethal force that will stop them and so that's not our fault Somebody else did the wrong and we are trying to protect and to do good. And, and let there not be a, a question as to whether God would prefer that the um, that the evildoer, that the murderer survived <laughs> as opposed to his victim, that's a recipe for for just self extinction of good people. And there is no way that that glorifies God, and there is no way that God would want that because God abhors sin, God abhors evil. So why? And and life was a gift from God. Is a gift from God. And so to to let. A, a would-be murderer win, that is letting evil triumph. And there's no telling how many people he takes out. And, and how does that glorify God? God is not a Pollyanna. And these people who think that God is just all love, they forget about the wrath part. And And they forget about the premium that he places on life. So these Christians... That are out there not voting. Well, what we have to do is we have to fill up the Supreme Court to with people that are going to reverse. I'm, I'm going to have, wa- I'm gonna have to cut you short because
1: uh, because Titus uh, needs to go. He seems to be waving sure. his hand. And no, so I, I was, gonna, I was waving my cool. hand and
2: saying the Christians who are not voting. I wasn't trying okay. to get. So top. do you do you have do you have uh, time
1: to uh, wait for her? Sure. Be done. Okay. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and finish your statement. I just wanted to make sure that we didn't lose uh, lose so was, last word here.
3: It was just incumbent, you know, in a democracy. Even though we're in a republic, that we're in a democratic republic, you know, it was said uh, that you know we get the the government that we deserve, and so when we don't elect good people, then then this is what we get, and it it's important. For example, the judiciary, the reason why our founding fathers so wisely tried to limit, and we have three branches of government for checks and balances, but you see the legislators became corrupt, and they allowed the Supreme Court to make these decisions to go rogue, because that's exactly what the Supreme Court has done. They're an activist court and they're legislating from the bench. If, if, if in the United States people want abortion, what they need to do is they need to get enough people to vote it in at the state level. And for people like me who think that it is wrong, what we need to do is try to oppose it at the state level. And if people get it at the state level, then what we need to do is we need to try to get a constitutional amendment in place that preserves the life of the unborn. But, but that is we have to, to fight for good as opposed to just sit there and to not vote is is to, is to let evil triumph and to let bad decisions go on that that have real effects on the lives of people and the deaths of people so we, we got to get out there and and vote we
2: we got to uh, get out. all right titus
1: uh-huh.
2: yeah we got to get out there and vote but if it turns out that the vote was against us then it was rigged obviously no um, let me let me do my closing. We, we statement. don't
1: interrupt closing
2: statements. <laughs> um, so I I, I want to touch a little bit on abortion. I, I love the fact that you're passionate about abortion. I think abortion is the ending of human life. I think that uh, simple logic and modern science has made that abundantly clear. And and. What I would like to say to you is, is you seem to be very interested in pragmatism. The ends justify the means. It, it, it's kind of what I'm hearing partially. And so, if if you look at the what what the presidents have actually done since Roe v. Wade, the majority of the Supreme Court justices have been appointed by Republican presidents, and <laughs> the majority of them have are are in favor of keeping Roe v. Wade. This is not working. Uh, the number of abortions has been decreasing steadily since Roe v. Wade. It's now at a lower rate than it was before Roe v. Wade. And actually, under President Obama, the abortion rate dropped the most. So your vote for president will not affect how many abortions occur in this nation. Here's what will affect it. You, okay, you're shaking your head. I want everyone to go and look at the stats of the amount of abortions that occurred under each president since Roe v Wade, and, and it, it's, it's there for all of us. What will affect, if, if you care about unborn babies, what you will do is you will support mothers who are pregnant, who are considering an abortion, you will offer your homes to adopt children. I want to adopt children, we have not yet. Um, if, if all Christians did those things, we could actually make a difference. And we could do it without the coercive means of Babylon. Um, so I want to touch on that briefly. I, I also want to say that there, there's a there's a form of Christianity that has become a stench um, to the non-believing world. And and this is what I this is what I care most about. And this is honestly why I, I do these debates. A, a big reason why I do them is. Like, like, Johnson and I had a, a discussion on, on missions. Like, I, my passion and, and my goal is to see people who are not citizens of the Nation of Jesus become citizens. I want to see people come from darkness into light. And I, I've done a ton of street evangelism in America, and Americans are not interested in the gospel because American evangelicalism has become a stench in the nostrils of the world for good reason. Now, there's... There's stumbling blocks to the gospel, like maybe the biblical view of sexuality, like the exclusivity of, of Jesus Christ for salvation. There are legitimate stumbling blocks to the gospel. However, when we add to those stumbling blocks, illegitimate stumbling blocks, um, it, that is a very, very serious thing, and it's something that that I take very seriously, and I think every Christian should take seriously. And when when the non-believing world looks on and and sees a poll back when Clinton was president, that said, does character matter for the office, like 80% of Christians say yes, and then when Trump is up for election, 80% say no, They, they can see blatant hypocrisy, the kind of hypocrisy that Jesus ranted against, and that is evil, and that damages the witness of the gospel. When they see Christians supporting a man who brags about grabbing women by the genitals, who calls people marching alongside neo-Nazis in my hometown of Charlottesville very fine people who has lowered the cap of legal refugees from around 100,000 to about 10 to 20,000 and they see the name of Jesus attached to that that is wicked and it is horrible and it needs to stop and and so it, for for the people who are listening to this who who are disgusted with that form of christianity there is another form of christianity it's called pre-constantinian christianity christianity was not always like this um the the one of the roman emperors said that uh, um you christians take care of our poor better than we do christians were known for caring for the marginalized they were known for loving their enemies they were known for bringing the the rule and reign of god to earth through compelling people with love rather than coercing with the sword. And I I want to see a revival of that sort of Christianity in my generation. Now, this does not mean I do not think you're not a Christian, Teddy or wow. Dave, or anyone who disagrees with me. However, like this is important stuff. And I, I just want every every Christian, especially who's, who's listening to this who disagrees with me, read the read the Gospel of Luke and then read Donald Trump's Twitter. And if you can reconcile those things, I have nothing more to say to you.
1: So, Russell, uh, you or me, who wants the last word? I would either Your choice. Okay, me. All right. Uh, so... Everyone seems to have uh, a lot to say about abortion, so I am going to assume, uh, Titus, that this is your application to be uh, on one of the abortion shows uh, that happens. Application accepted. Um, uh, Teddy, obviously, you will be there. Anyone who wants to be on one of those shows, um, you know how to, you know how to get in touch. Uh, just leave a drop a line uh, in the discussion forum. Hey, I want to, I want to do it. Your own, we'll make room um or just write to me skeptics and seekers at gmail.com uh say hey i hear you're gonna do an abortion show can i be on that show yes yes the answer is already yes uh so we'll schedule it we'll make it happen uh if you want to be on any show uh we, we can make that happen uh let's do it i also want to throw one other thing here before i uh jump into my closing statement um, I just want to try this. I haven't run this by my co-host, but I'm uh, I'm a crazy person. I'm just going to go right out there. If you want to invite a guest to the show, uh, you you listener listener, you are empowered. I deputize all of you to invite any guest you want to the show. It oh. can be your shoe shine person. I will, I, I'm good at this. I'll have a conversation with anybody. I'd, I'd love to talk to everybody in the world. Bring them. We will have a good conversation. Uh, if, if there are some politicians that you know, you want to bring them on the show, you may invite them as an official officer of Skeptics and Seekers. Now you can't schedule them because you don't know you don't know my schedule. I don't even know my schedule. But we will make it happen. Uh, get an agreement uh, with principal. The email address, the official email address for all you newly deputized officers is skepticsandseekers at gmail.com. All right, you can you can use that. So when you find someone who would like to be on the show, uh, I guarantee you the answer is already yes. We'll make it happen. Uh Russell, you okay with talking to random people about crap? excellent <laughs> sounds sounds like a plan um if uh, there is someone that russell just has an allergy uh to uh talk to we'll do a supplemental i'll do i i'll do a solo show with him uh and we'll make a whole section on the site for it i want to talk to everybody um i think that we only get to a better world uh with better understanding of the other and if we understand the other there won't be an other and we get there by better communication. We can do it. Uh, let's do it. Um, so everyone wants to talk about abortion. I will say that, uh, when I was a Christian, I wrote, um, quite a bit on the subject. I'll try to dig up, um, uh, an old article that I wrote, uh, when we actually do the abortion show, it was called no abortions, no exceptions. So you can, you can get from that title exactly where I was, uh, on the subject. And one of the things that I said uh, in that article uh, was the way uh, you uh, the way you end abortion is not by looking for a place at the table of scoffers. The way you win the fight is to bring God to abortionists and abortionists to God. That's how you do it. And we have the power as Christians, I thought, to do that. If If we understood the arena that we were supposed to be fighting in, and we fought with all of the weapons that God and the Holy Spirit had given us to fight, we could win that fight. But we could never win the fight doing it some other way, And I think that somewhere along the way, Christians forgot that they were supposed to have the power to make change in the world. And their power to change was in the gospel of Christ. It was always in the gospel of Christ. It was always to bring God to the center and the center to God. That's how you make the change. You change it in the heart. You will never have to worry about legislation or Supreme Courts. If you did that, and if your cause was just, and if your spirit was strong enough that's how to win well, and so well, i don't i don't understand why christians walk away from that the only way i can understand why christians walk away from that is if in their own hearts they do not believe that the gospel is the power of god to save and that is um that is a thing that troubled me as a Christian. I preached it uh, as much as I could. I will say uh, also one final thing. Um, Since we've already gone Godwin uh, in this show. Thanks, Teddy. uh, I was planning to go there if you didn't. Um, One of the things that bothered me uh, in history, even to this day, but I'm getting a better understanding, is how good people in Germany allowed Hitler to thrive. I I never understood that. It, it's, it's just one of those barriers as a human being. I don't understand how so many people allowed one madman to do so much harm to not just other people, but to them, to their reputations. They They had to understand, even while it was going on, that Hitler was killing them. And yet they didn't and I've lived through the last four years of Trump and I have seen it firsthand. And I don't know what to do with that information. I'm, I'm glad that our time with Trump is shorter, but I, I do think that his damage will go on and maybe last even longer, but I can see now how a, a nation full of good people and even a party like the Republican party full of good people can let a person like a Hitler Trump ravage the nation and the world as, as they've done. It's something that I'm going to have to wrestle with and fight with for a long time. I'm going to have to write about it. I'm going to have to have some heart to heart conversations with people I trust, but I feel like I've lived through uh, a moment of history, and it's not just this moment in history. I was I was thrown back decades to a time before I was born to understand what humanity really looks like and how it can devolve so quickly. And I just hope, I hope that in my lifetime we find a path out. It's it's a long road. Uh, it was a long road for the Germans. It's going to be a long road for us. And I I hope we can find. A path
0: out amen amen <laughs> all right guys well you know overall uh again thanks guys for coming on i mean it's good to have conversations like this uh i'm kind of tired of politics and i think me and david expressed that clearly a couple weeks ago because
1: last week we had Erin burnett and she kind of made our day she was awesome
0: that, I really like. We, we that. almost
1: have eight hundred comments off uh, off of
0: that Aaron, uh, show. Yeah. yeah, she was awesome, man. Uh, I actually got her coming on to uh, our podcast uh, in, a, in probably in the next week or two uh, to actually we're going to give her some pushback on her views there, uh, and 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 have fun with it. Um, but yeah, so uh, for Titus, I take a totally different approach that, to Titus, and Titus is the type of guy that's gracious enough to say, "Hey, I could be wrong." This is how I read the text. Uh, it's a secondary issue, and we will, we don't need to divide. And I've had Titus over for dinner. I've had Titus over for uh, doing the show and stuff. And we, you know, he he bought me my first uh, meal when we first met. When uh, it was my birthday when I came to meet him to start talking about the show. I'll never forget those eggs Benedict, bro. There you go. <laughs> um, and and you know, I've told always told Titus I respect his position. And even though we disagree on some things, uh, I, don't ta- I, I, I don't take the Anabaptist approach, which is an approach of nonviolence. Uh, I, I don't. I, I think that one thing the Anabaptists ignore are the social cultural context of uh, of uh, the first century when it comes to Jesus and and his commands and the fact that Matthew writes in discourses and that he's not writing quotes of Jesus down. He's actually summing up some of the things and and context and uh, environment and so many things go into that. And it does take a little bit of study to understand that. Um, another thing is, is, is I don't take such a hardline approach to Teddy because I'm a people person. I see the different people with different struggles. I see that there is confusion. I have this idea that sin does corrupt things. It create, corrupts uh, 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 us to the point where man is has a depravity that needs to be settled. And I'm not going to say inability. I'm not saying total depravity like a Calvinist. So, Titus, you can put your pants back on. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I think I take a little bit different approach to that in the fact that I try to be more gracious… When it comes to the to the realm of ideas, for David, you just disagree. You don't believe in God. You believe the Bible's all bunk anyway, even though you just preached like a sermon just a minute ago. But uh, overall, guys, you, you know, I enjoyed the conversation. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to comment too much on it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whoever you vote for, I'm not going to say it's wrong to vote for somebody. I'm not going to say it's wrong to participate in government. I'm not going to say – I I think that that the Christian has to have caution and go with what they believe is right. And where that right comes from, we know uh, that David lost that debate in the whole morality section. But (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding, guys. Uh, I try to be funny. (laughs) It's my attempt at dry humor. Titus tried to teach me how to do that uh, when we first started because he said I was too serious and I talked too fast. So anyways –
1: I'm done. David, you want to close us out? Yeah, next week uh I have invited uh Brian with a Y uh to come on and do uh his his um the show that I consider his show, but it's my favorite type of show, the comment section. We need another comment section. We've had um probably a couple thousand comments since our last uh comment section show. Uh, we could do a show just on this past week of comments. Uh, the one before that, um, also huge. Um, the discussion um, between Andrew and I um, uh, on uh, why atheists read the Bible the way they do. Uh, uh, these these are monster discussions on the board. Um, so, folks, chime in. Uh, chime in to those discussions. Skeptics and Seekers, dot com. just log into your discuss um account uh and take off i'm i'm very proud of the way that the comment sections are taking off and one of the reasons that the main reasons that i started doing the comment section shows was because we had such a wonderful response in the comments and there was no way i could actually respond to and be involved in some of the conversations and highlight some of the uh the comments that people were making that I wanted to, and so we decided every uh, few weeks just to do a comment section, and since Brian is so much better uh, at that show than me, and I thank him for allowing me to tag tag along, uh, I am imploring uh, him now publicly as well as privately, uh, please do one of those um, shows next week. Also, I need a break. <laughs> In fact, I think we all... <laughs> kind of need a break uh, right now. And so I think uh, one of the great ways to do that uh, would be to uh, take some time and look back a little bit and uh, re- rehearse some of the, some of the fantastic conversations that have going on the board. So uh, expect uh, that show next week. If not, it'll be something else. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. It'll be the great, it'll be the best of shows. Um, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, we should have stopped 30 minutes ago. Uh, so with that, uh, with that, everybody, thanks so much. And um, we'll see you next time.
3: Thanks a lot.
1: See you. Bye.